0: Welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl.
1: Well, how are you all doing?
0: (laughs) That's the answer. (laughs) Dissociating into Animal Crossing. Everybody doing okay? (laughs) I
2: mean... A pretty good day so far. I said hello to one cat, and then I looked at the other cat and said hello to that cat. Then I went back to the other cat and said hello to that cat. Then I drank some coffee.
1: <laughs> at the whenever the cat starts saying hello back, please let yeah. please notify me immediately. <laughs> right? Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We might already be there. Let's just before we go any further, kid. Let's just you you two and everyone at home, and let's all just take a deep breath. <laughs> it's gonna be okay
0: let out all my existential gonna be okay
1: take a deep breath and count to four all
0: right daniel (laughs) tiger
1: is
2: that what that is yes that's
1: from daniel tiger it's gonna it's gonna be okay we're gonna get through this all together uh i i hope everyone is listening from the safety of their homes
2: Yeah, not having that wild, still-buffering listening party that I'm sure you (laughs) all have. I know you all have every week. Just 100 people crammed into a room.
1: You can all just listen to it at the same time remotely and Skype about it. Uh, Please do not gather together or whatever you kids do. Yep.
0: That's what we kids do. We (laughs) Skype about it.
1: Please do not gather together in our name. For now.
0: That sounds... (laughs) (laughs) Ritual, or in anyone else's name just stay apart and (laughs) cheddar yeah
1: just stay apart it'll be okay this is the time for you to um catch up on all the netflix
0: i've watched so much netflix i started embroidering i've crocheted a blanket now i've played like 48 straight hours of animal (laughs) crossing uh do you know by the way i ordered some Um,
1: Crayola washable paints for the girls because we didn't have very many and they wanted to paint. And I was like, well, we're going to be inside a lot. So I got them some new paints and instead of, it arrived and the box that was supposed to be full of paints instead had a DVD player (laughs) in it. (laughs) What? I have a DVD player now. I don't know it was supposed to be full of a bunch wait. of different colors like 24 different colors of Crayola washable paints I was very excited because it had pink and Charlie was like I want pink and none of them ever have pink and I found pink when well, I- he make pink but it was I'm a not DVD under- player <laughs> huh? oh so wait this was something you ordered or something you found I ordered it from Amazon I ordered from them crayola washable paints and instead of paints i received a box that was a dvd player
2: and your response to that was oh well we got a dvd player now and you did not (laughs) you did not pursue that further
1: no, I, I <laughs> Nope, she didn't. I actually did. I actually yeah. have not reordered the paint. Okay. Charlie asked me that today. She said, Mommy, I know we got that DVD player, but are we ever going to order the paint? No, <laughs> you, you, you know that Amazon
0: isn't just some lottery where you, maybe they'll send you what you also, want. Maybe not. Like is, you- that, <laughs> is that how much the value of a DVD player has decreased, that it costs the same as a pack of Crayola washable paint? Like, well, I mean, I need to...
2: This table's a little uneven. I need something to prop it up with. It's fine. We'll keep it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I did I. I don't... Sometimes, you know, you just... The universe sends you what you need, um... No, I'm going to I am going to reorder the paints and I am going to I thought about trying to send back the DVD player but I thought you know we have um Harmony House where I volunteer and do medical yeah. stuff. They have a rapid rehousing program for people facing homelessness and they often need furniture, appliances, electronics, anything extra you have and I thought Maybe somebody wants a DVD player. So the universe sent me a DVD player. I will donate my DVD player and buy more paints.
0: And the first time they go to put a DVD in, they're like, why won't it? It's There's something in it. Why won't it go in? And it pops open and it's full of Crayola paints. It's full of paints. <laughs> Just, just a unique packaging design.
1: I thought Amazon was out of boxes. I was <laughs> like Wow. Well that's a weird box. Bad
2: there. Well, to be fair, they're probably under a lot of stress right now and they saw your order come in and they were like, Are you serious? Are you freaking
1: serious? Oh, you want to paint right now? You take what you get. D V D player. Boom. Who cares? I just I just was I I'm trying to I Again, it's been said in every meme on Earth, but props to all you teachers out there because I am trying really hard to maintain some sort of like structure in Charlie's life. I mean, Cooper's too. She wasn't in school already. But uh, I try to do all the different activities. Like I try to do some reading, some math. I do some art or something creative. We do art. We do music. We do dance. We do theater. Try to do all the different hit the big things. And science, of course, that's the easy one. I do lots of science, but, like, there's other things I know. I was trying to do art, and Cooper loves to paint. Anyway.
0: That's That's a weird thing to think about is that Cooper's life has not changed at all. (laughs) Babies and toddlers (laughs) are just like, I don't know what you all are freaking out about. I stay inside all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She's thrilled because Charlie's home now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, that that what? is good, though. Like, I do think establishing some sort of routine or normalcy on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I've had it like I work at a like, I, I you know, my normal job is I work at a bar, but then I'm always doing like freelance stuff. And I think anyone that is like, has done freelance has kind of had some prep going into this as to like, if you have three days off, you have to like, have a routine to be a a human like mm-hmm. you have to build one into it it's it is really good advice like you know mm-hmm. to somehow it's, have a thing you do every day and and make sure you put on clothes every day <laughs>
1: like, no that's true we've been working really hard to make sure we keep like bedtimes are the same bath time routines are the same we get up at the same i mean for our kids like <laughs> right. just and i have bath time routines, routines as as the same. <laughs> but we get we get up we get dressed We have outside playtime if it's warm enough. Like, we try to do all the things. Uh, Mo Willems, who writes those pigeon books and elephant and piggy books, does this great uh, doodle time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's at lunchtime Mm -hmm. every day. And, uh, like, it's the Kennedy Center website, I believe. Mm -hmm. And you can check that out. That's been great for the kids to, like, doodle. And he talks about, like, his feelings and shows old art from the original, like, drafts of his books. It's really cool. Mm Uh Josh Gad reads a story like a children's book every evening on Twitter. That's cool. Yeah, so that's there've been all kinds of fun things that people are doing to like
0: well,
1: help out with that.
0: I I have organized my clothes into actual sleep pajamas and daytime pajamas. And then I change <laughs> no. out of my pajamas I sleep in and put on my daytime pajamas. I mean, I, that's, that's I have good. I have nothing to do. I don't even have homework. Like all my classes are just Cancelled for another week, and we don't even start online classes for another week. So I'm just like, I come watch my kids. <laughs> <Now
2: we'll see. laughs> hey, there you go.
1: I have these kids. Do you want to watch the Hey, what do you want to teach them? What's Baby Sis School gonna be about?
0: I don't know. What do I te- Animal Crossing? Can I teach okay, them how to play right. Animal Crossing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, what's your quarantine name? What. Your quarantine name.
0: How do you find your quarantine name?
1: It is how you're feeling right now plus the last thing you ate out of your pantry.
0: I am anxious KC Masterpiece Barbecue Chips. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: All right. All right. I I love that because we used to call Riley KC uh, because of a night. We were actually on a trip Hey, do you remember this we were at Disney World? <laughs> oh yeah. I we're, was in bed with
0: Taylor. You were in bed with City Taylor yeah. went to bed next to us.
1: We were all much younger.
0: I was like what six, maybe? Mm-hmm. like Charlie's age.
1: And we're laying there and we had had a big day at Disney and then it's it, we're going to bed in our hotel. It's we turn off the lights and as we're all trying to drift off, we hear crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Riley yes what are you doing eating casey masterpiece chips <laughs> in the, just laying there in the dark in, in the bed
0: dark. that's the taylor
1: <laughs> eating casey masterpiece chips i think he's like i wasn't even bothered by it i'm like oh yeah so you know
2: all in right eating chips in the dark been there done that <laughs> I've made I'm full circled you're there back you to go. Casey yeah. Taylor
1: what's your what's your name
2: oh gosh I, I think uh, I'm, I'm worrisome veggie dog <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
0: War- want to read that comic book hey oh, just a worrisome veggie dog
1: please please create worrisome veggie dog the comic strip <laughs> so that's, that's me for Zodified. Sid, uh, where where are you at when I when I first read this, uh, I realized at that moment that I was um, scared Atkins Bar, <laughs> 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 which seems appropriate. If Atkins Bar had an emotion, it would probably be scared, I yeah, think. Yeah. 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 Like, what am I? <laughs> am I food? You don't know. Probably not. Is this good for you? I don't know. Who am I? No, no one knows really. <laughs> Eat it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But I've given up clearly because today I'm exhausted pad thai, (laughs) which says a lot about the progression of me through this week.
2: Yeah, I just I just so want to. I'm I'm trying to stave off like emptiness whiskey. So we're gonna do our best.
0: There we go. When I get home, I'm still gonna be anxious, but I'll be an anxious calzone. Oh, all (laughs) All right. right.
1: Uh, we're not, we're not going to spend this whole episode talking about our,
0: our quarantining and self-distancing. I cannot. I could um, not.
1: I hope you no. all are though. That's the last yeah. I'll say about it. I feel like it's, it's our duty.
0: <laughs> and also I would like to speak for all Gen Z-ers and say we're not like that stupid boy they keep showing on the news that's like, I don't care if I get Corona, nothing's going to stop me from partying because yeah. they're on spring break. Like that's not, yeah. a- everyone keeps Facebooking that all the boomers and are like this is the selfish generation that's going to well, get us
2: all killed. To be
0: fair, they keep
1: blaming the millennials. And was, it's not even the millennials. Yeah,
2: that's the thing that may, that's the thing that uh, upsets me is they keep saying, like, "Oh, look at these millennial partiers!" I'm like, "Hello, I have not been." A young 20-something for over 10 years. Like, leave me out of this.
0: Yeah. It's not even millennials. They got the wrong generation. Already. I know. <laughs> It's not even... the millennials.
1: The, the millennials are all out of jobs. The millennials are trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do. They're not we partying are... at the
0: beach. Most of the Making Gen Z avocado so... toast yeah. over
2: a
1: fire in a garbage can.
0: Yeah. Most of the Gen Zers have been kicked out of school where they would rather be and are just scrolling through TikTok depressed in their parents' house.
1: That's a, well, that's what the Gen Xers are doing. That's a, I consider myself a lot closer to Gen X, and it's like, we're just all at home going, we always knew this was coming back in the 90s. We had lots of sad music about it. We were very angsty for this exact moment. He practiced. We practiced this for a long time. The ennui is real.
2: <laughs> and Dusting then you get off your nihilism and your flannel.
1: And let's be honest, you've got the Gen Zers partying at spring break, but you've got the
0: boomers going to the mall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to Walmart. Stealing all the toilet. Defiantly to going to Walmart. <laughs>
1: no, I'm kidding. Hopefully all generations are staying home. Stay home stay home and listen to great music like what do you have this week hey, to bring us Tay? yeah well speaking
2: of speaking of our, our old uh, 90s grungy past uh, I'm going to talk about Veruca Salt which wasn't exactly grunge but uh, it was one of my favorite bands probably my favorite band of my teenage years um, and means means a lot
1: to me uh, it was a, I loved listening to I, I'd have not in a long time and because we were doing this I re-listened to Veruca Salt and Man, it was good. I don't know why I stopped.
2: It was good. Uh, and it was, uh, I mean, so, okay. So for those of you that don't know or aren't familiar with all the backstory, Rook Assault was, uh, it was a band that formed in Chicago in 1992. Basically, uh, the the two front women, Nina Gordon and Louise Post, they were introduced by actually Lily Taylor, who's like an actress, pretty well known. Um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. So she was friends with both of them, was like, you two should meet. And they met up and started kind of making some music together. Uh, it was a little bit more singer-songwriter. And then Nina Gordon brought her uh, her brother in, Jim Shapiro, who was kind of like one of those people that could play all the instruments, but he'd never played drums. And they're like, how about you play drums? So he started huh. playing drums, like, in this band for the first time. Uh, and then they added Steve Lack as a bassist. Uh, um, and just kind of, you know, started, like, writing songs, making music, playing shows, uh, in the original format, like, I thought it was cool when I was reading about it, like, Louise and, uh, Nina would, they, they didn't actually collaborate on songs, like, they would each bring songs to the table, and, like, Louise sang the songs that Louise wrote, and Nina wrote the, sang the songs that Nina wrote, Mm -hmm. and that's why you have, like, a back and forth of lead vocals on all of their albums, is because they both, like, kind of just passed off their front woman job, uh,
1: I like that. Yeah, yeah. What do you? What were your first? Before we kind of get into more of, of the music and Tay, I want you to be able to share like why it meant so much to you. What mm-hmm. were your impressions of it, Riley? Because you never, you'd never listened to this band yeah, before, right? I'd
0: never listened to them before. Did you recognize any of it? I mean, this isn't like a dig. This is just genuinely my first thought because I did mm-hmm. enjoy it. And I listened to the whole album multiple times because mm-hmm. we decided on this a few weeks ago. Yeah, and I've listened throughout the, these few weeks a few times. Um, it sounded very like, just '90s movie soundtrack reminiscence, <laughs> like that kind of like, what? like, like not entirely like punk, but not pop, like that pop punk mix mm-hmm. that you would hear like in like the montage where the girl's about to be like, oh, she's beautiful now, and like they that get, she gets the guy at the end, like clueless, like that kind of sure. I I enjoyed it a lot, but that was just that was what it reminded me of. Um.
1: It, I think that's yeah. tough when you have something that, like, is genre defining or at least early genre, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know if Veruca Salt would be considered genre defining, but it, it definitely is, is an early example of a style of music that permeated yeah, a time period, the 90s. Uh, I, it's hard because when you hear it for the first time many years later, it mm-hmm. will sound derivative to you. It will sound cliched yeah. and like a million other things you've heard, but that's but because the, so many yeah. things have been patterned after it. Right? It's it's hard to put yourself in a mindset where like all of music did not already sound that right. way, you know?
0: It was, uh, I really enjoyed it mostly because it's the kind of music that I'd normally turn on to like write to or to mm-hmm. like crochet or whatever because it... Not that it
1: <laughs> That would be hardcore crocheting. <laughs> yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Like, like I
1: think you it's, could crochet it's that, a fruit of salt, I think so. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's that nice blend and, and it all kind of all the songs like sound alike and you're just like you can kinda just like lose yourself mm. in all the in all the songs and and you listen to it multiple times and you, like hear a lyric you didn't hear the first time or whatever. Like I, I, I don't know. I know yeah. it. It's the kind of music that I would I would turn on when I'm getting ready to go somewhere and, and vibe to.
1: Tay, why why do you think this band in particular was so important to you?
2: Well, you know, I, I can remember the exact steps that it took for me to discover Veruca Salt. Um, it was, <laughs> this is so dated, it's, it's amazing. So I was a big fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. There was the episode where Biff Naked's Lucky played. Uh, yeah. Biff
1: Naked. Biff na- I
2: would love to come back to Biff Naked. It was a Biff Naked wasn't quite as impactful on me, but I really loved Biff Naked at the same time period. So I was yeah. trying to Napster Biff Naked. And <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> that sentence. I know that's like, that's like that. Uh, that challenge that goes around online that's like age yourself without stating what year you were born (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to napster bit bit naked
2: (laughs) well and through that uh um volcano girls somehow got suggested to me because i will say this so like Faruka salt they formed in 92 uh they're big like their first album came out in 94 eight arms to hold you which is the album that we're kind of all focused on and like that was the one that i was first introduced to came out in i think uh 97 uh, and then they broke up in 98. So by the time I was on to them, they had just broken up. Uh, oh. Yeah, so it was kind of after the fact. But it was Volcano Girls was the song that I first heard through Napstering. And I guess for me, like at that time, I was late middle school, early high school. Like I was aware of like harder music. Like there was the Riot Girl movement was a thing that had been a thing since the 90s, but that was still a little intimidating. And there was some thing about Veruca Salt, the balance between accessibility but also like it wasn't the Spice Girls they weren't trying to say like mm-hmm. yeah like you know best friends and we have power like Veruca Salt had like you know they were they were angry and they were pissed off and Mm -hmm. they were sad and they were confused and they were also also like yeah we're awesome but also oh no this breakup sucks like they were they had that kind of energy that I was radiating at and it was it was an entry point into a lot like heavier music for me but because it had that those those pop sensibilities I could get on board as still like you know like a 13 14 year old
1: sure Mm -hmm. yeah no it it definitely did because I was never I mean I like rock music is that like the <laughs> <laughs> lamest thing to, is that the bad is that the worst thing to say hello no. kids <laughs> I like rock and roll no yeah. but like I don't mind music that's harder but I definitely I I do not enjoy quite as hard an edge as I think sometimes you do Tay hmm. and I always found Veruca Salt to be like it, it 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 went right up to the edge like it was raw enough to go right up to the edge of that and then it, like, was smoothed off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just nicely rounded off in a way that made it way more enjoyable for my taste. Yeah. You know? Well, you know,
2: it's funny, because, I, and I know we'll talk about this band at some point, but I, no one would ever... I don't think people would ever make this comparison, but this is how my brain organized things. It was a lot like Weezer in that they had this swaggery, like, kiss guitar situation, like this... like rock and roll like just shredding at some points and then could back off into really catchy like refrains and like relatable teenage topics and that really appealed to me at that time period so even though they two Mm -hmm. bands sounded not really
1: anything alike they kind of had that same balance to them that i just really dug Mm -hmm. and and the and the unique ability for like melodic yelling Mm is yeah <laughs> you know that's that can never be appreciated enough i feel like yeah. it, for my taste like i cuz i am not usually i'm not a pro yelling person typically but they <laughs> but it but if it's melodic yelling that's a whole other thing I, th- I
0: think that's part of it that that i enjoyed so much was because it's it's not all the way rock screaming or mm-hmm. like super like metal like screaming. punk stuff yeah yeah um but it's almost close to like uh, not in the, the subject matter in most of the songs, like the, the melody, but like uh, the mix of voices you get in like musical theater where you have like the mix <laughs> of like like the loud belting, but then you got like the casual like catchy stuff. You got the background parts. You got mm-hmm. all the layers. Like it's very much like that where you have all these different layers and it's not just one note like a lot of pop music is or a lot of like all the way on the other end, like mm-hmm. super heavy, heavy metal stuff is. Yeah.
2: Well, and I think that kind of hits on I think the deeper reason that I loved Farouk and that's that there is this a lot of a lot of when you talk about Farouk you can't not talk about the breakup and you can't not talk about the relationship between Louise Post and Nina Gordon because it was tumultuous and powerful and like at the core of it what I think a lot of people loved about their music is that they're there isn't just they they don't have a unified voice in their in their early music you know there seems to be a conversation happening between these two front women like uh, a lot of their songs and even like like on eight arms to hold you where they're about to break up a lot of their songs kind of have the sense of the what's about to happen between them and it's like mm-hmm. i don't for me like i think i've never been big on romantic relationships my friendships have always been more important to me and like there was something about this to me seeing two like just cool (laughs) talented women like performing next to each other supporting each other like singing to each other was like there was something bigger there that was it was more than just like I like the music it's catchy and oh they sing about breakups and stuff and stuff I can relate to it's like no it's like there's there's a relationship here that's really beautiful and like and powerful and also then you know like something that's completely like a bomb that's about to go off that I don't know like I think that that's that's kind of why there's like those levels of it's not just one unified voice it feels more like a point and a counterpoint because that's exactly what Nina and Louise were to each other
0: yeah
1: that's that's interesting can you um this is not like i feel i realize this sounds like a teachery question like i'm quizzing (laughs) you're becoming a teacher could you you elaborate on that no but like uh like through the songs i don't i don't know that i knew them intimately enough like as a band and their history and their past to like be able to listen to the songs and hear all that through the music i know that because you've told me that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know Um, But I didn't know all those things about them and their relationship and, like, their conflicts and stuff.
2: Well, and they've been – I won't say they haven't been forward about what exactly happened. I mean, they've talked a lot about, like – I read a few interviews leading up to this and, like, Nina's saying that basically they just broke each other's heart, which is, I think, a powerful statement. But, like, that at the time they both were supposed to be the front women. And I think also you got to factor in, like, the music industry's expectation. Like, I think we've always had this problem where when we're dealing with female artists, there's the diva, you know? Mm-hmm. and i mean having two women at the front of the band there was they were both writing their own songs and singing their own lyrics and kind of everything was separate and that's why it had that really great like some songs would be light and poppy usually that was nina gordon some songs would be really heavy and like metal and that was usually louise post but they could kind of go back and forth um and like a lot of like you know why why the band broke up There were there were romantic relationships involved there are a lot of rumors I don't really want to give them any light because I think anything the band hasn't confirmed is disrespectful to throw what ifs out there Mm -hmm. but like they you know they proceeded uh, after they broke up they each had I mean Louise Post kept Veruca Salt the name Veruca Salt and continued to produce albums with several with like a rotating group of people behind her Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Nina Gordon had her solo career but they kept writing songs about each other and how much the other one had hurt each other. And like, like you could see that it was just, there's this great interview where they're talking about how uh, they wish that they had just like, this is, this is a weird thing to say, but like had a fist fight and gotten over it because they proceeded to have a fist fight through music for years after that, for like a decade mm-hmm. after that. And it is. and it was, pay- as somebody that like followed, cause I was a big fan of them. And then when they broke up, I followed both of their careers And as a fan, it was like painful to hear. Like, oh man, Louisa just wrote this. Like, Resolver was the first album that came out after Eight Arms to Hold You without, uh, without Nina Gordon. And it's like it rips Nina Gordon apart. It doesn't come out and Mm -hmm. say it, but you know who it's about. But then Nina Gordon has some 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 songs actually. I don't want to. They they eventually have a they they did have a reunion very recently, and they re-recorded some songs. They have a new album, and they re-record one of the songs that Nina Gordon wrote about Louise Post, and it's brutal. But the fact that they could come to terms with that and re-record a song that's basically a diss track about one of them is like, I don't know. There's just so much. There's the band, and that's one thing. But you can see that behind it all, there's a friendship that meant a lot to both of them and ripped both of them apart when they fell Mm -hmm. apart, and then meant so much when they came back together and I don't know I mean experiencing that as just a fan goes so much deeper than just liking their music it's really seeing something that you know you can relate to and feel deeply about right mm-hmm.
0: I mean it's like when you know exactly it's exactly like when the Jonas Brothers split up and stopped making music <laughs> and then came together and wrote a whole bunch of songs well uh, it's exactly how like long that.
1: how long were they split, split up
0: Ten
2: years? Oh, well, you well, know what? I'm not, not gonna. Eight, I'm not eight, gonna discount like that's. It's about the same time period. I'm
0: not you know, it was mostly but, a joke. Obviously, well, they were all like, like, I was, it was gonna not say to the same
1: level. Like they weren't
0: fighting though. They were. I have mean, they were still. Their, have you watched their documentary? Of course, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? One day I'll make you
1: all watch their documentary. <laughs> no, please, no. Um, uh, no, but they were like
0: still brothers. Well, yeah.
1: Brother. Are you saying
0: that siblings can't fight, Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't know obviously. anything about
2: that.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the idea of, of siblings fighting to the point that they would, you know, destroy a you know, lucrative career. A
0: podcast, per se.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seems wild and I wouldn't recommend it for any other siblings is all I'm saying. Um, Well,
0: no, no, but like, I know what you mean about in the sense that when you really love this band and then they, they aren't together anymore, but then when you finally get like that reunion where you almost feel like you're a part of it because you were there from the beginning, it's like, oh, this is for me. This Mm -hmm. is mine. This isn't for people who are just now listening to their music and have only heard them since, they've been back together. This is, this is for me because I was here from the beginning and all through the break and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a, that's a definitely a thing I feel like in, in music when you're around long enough to experience bands breaking up and getting back together and stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I think it was particularly, I, I didn't know that they had a reunion. That's really cool to hear because I, Tay, I remember you and I having conversations about like, I listened to both of their music separately and i never enjoyed it quite as much as i enjoyed their music together and you feel like ah there's this secret sauce here like if the two of you can just work through your stuff Mm -hmm. which not to minimize like whatever it was it could have been giant and i'm not saying like work through it to make music i like but like you see that there's this spark there's this magic that two people can create if they work together and then if if they've got differences that can't be resolved it feels very like oh, ah yeah. oh, the world is being deprived of more genius you know right
2: well that that's totally because like i think i remember like the the volcano girls music video like they're both louise and nina are on like bungee cords and just wailing on the guitar and it's and it's just a crazy, awesome, exciting music video, and they're singing right into each other's face, and like there's a, uh, there's a point where they're both like flipping off everybody around them and just singing to each other. And it was just like when they broke up, I felt like it was or like their breakup represented like what I loved about them was that like, hey, as women, we don't have to compete. We don't have to be against each other. We can support and embrace and actually find completion within each other. And it doesn't have to even Mm -hmm. be romantic. Like it doesn't, you know, as a young Mm -hmm. person confused about my identity in a lot of ways, I just, it was really nice to see two women being really supportive and kind of being each other's worlds, like finishing each other. And I think that that, you know, that was, it was so much more than just like, oh man, I, I like that. Their music was good. It was like, oh no, if they can't work, then maybe this thing that I, that they gave me hope for can't work. And
1: that was
0: well deeper yeah
1: well and that can't be i mean we kind of you kind of joked earlier like comparing like to the spice girls but to be fair there is something to be drawn there have been these like groups of female artists who have worked together whether you're talking about something that's like veruca Assault, which i would classify as very different music than the spice girls and obviously draws very different audiences yeah but The idea of, like, girl power or whatever you want to call it, the idea of of women coming together and celebrating their friendship, their power, their ability is always kind of mocked and belittled. And I think whether you're talking about, like, oh, you like the Spice Girls because of girl power or, oh, I get you're one of those, like, angsty girls who's mad and so you like Rookasalt or whatever (laughs) it is, you know it's all like demeaned but it means a lot when you're younger and to see to see any kind of female friendships that aren't like combative right. that aren't inherently competitive yeah. it it really is very powerful when you're younger because that even as a, as an adult like it's just not shown as much mm-hmm. it's just not you know modeled to young people as yeah. much
2: yeah. Oh, and there was there was real love there i think that the music wouldn't have been so good if there hadn't have been and i don't think the breakup would have been so bad if there hadn't have been like there was real love there i mean you know i think that you see that like they both spent the next decade of their careers writing angry songs towards each other like that's not that's not just like oh we were you know kind of a thrown together band and it didn't work out like that's that they there was some part of each other that that I mean it really uh, like as far as the reunion goes I actually uh so they released a new album I think this was 2013 is when they got back together I the album came like a year after that I think maybe maybe 2 years but I went to the I went to the reunion show uh they had a mm-hmm. they had a tour and like I I never in my life thought I would get to see Veruca Salt play. And they got back together. I will say they, they got the original lineup back. Like, you know, like I said, Luis cycled through a lot of people. But they personally, like, went and they got, you know, they got Jim Shapiro. They got Steve Lack. It was Jim Shapiro's first time back on drums since, like, he stopped playing with them. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll do this. Oh, my gosh. Well, and actually, before I get to that part, I actually should lead up to it. With, like, uh, the, the conversation that they had, like... Uh, you know, after many, many years, Louise and Nina started kind of emailing each other. Like, uh, Sid, I think you'll appreciate this. They they both are, are mothers now. And that was sort of why they reconnected was, uh, I think Nina had a, a child first. And then when Louise was pregnant, started reaching out to Nina being like, uh, this is weird. Tell me things. Like, yeah. help me. And, you know, now they're both like mothers with, with kids and like they have families. And so because they both have other lives and they're busy, for this new album, they weren't writing the way they used to. They weren't, I write my songs and you write your songs. They'd be like, well, I wrote a part of this, but I don't know how to finish it. You take it. I got to get the kids to soccer practice. (laughs) Like, they started finally collaborating. Like, finally, like, as they called it, like, co-parenting the band. (laughs) And that is what the new album came from. And that's, like, that's really, like, I don't know. For, like, you know, I, I think... I'm a big proponent of like, yeah, romantic relationships are great, sexual relationships are great, but we really tend to put sexual relationships above all above all else and like diminish all others. And like, this was clearly an important friendship to them, and seeing them kind of find that resolution where they can co-parent their band and finally write songs together is so much more romantic to me than most <laughs> like stories that I read yeah. or hear. Uh, well, yeah.
1: You no know, it really it really is it's a beautiful story, and it it's one that is not unfamiliar to us. I mean, like I think John and Paul is a very
0: mm-hmm.
1: close analogy to that of the Beatles,
0: you mm-hmm. know you know
1: i mean it's it's not it and and that I think is widely accepted as like, oh what an amazing friendship it was so it it, it sucks that like they had fights and disagreements that obviously led to the band breaking up and everything, and like that's so sad because they were so amazing together, and like it's a very similar mm-hmm. kind of story, yeah. and
2: actually, the, the wild part about that is so many of uh, Veruca Salt's references are to the Beatles. Uh, Eight Arms to Hold yeah. You" was what Help was originally going to be called. Uh, Nina oh. uh, or Louise's f- uh, first solo album as Veruca Salt is called "Resolver," mimicking "Revolver." Um, Revolver, yeah, yeah. The line in "See C- There" about the C- or the line in Veruca Salt, like you know, I've told you about the "See before. Like the Cedar's Louise is the walrus's Paul. Mm-hmm. It's like they have all these references. That's, and that's wow. that's another thing that I really loved about. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Well, that, that's a side note. What I loved about Rugasalt is like they have a song about David Bowie. That's why I started listening to David Bowie. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah. They they referenced the Beatles a lot. That's why I started listening to the Beatles. Like they had a lot. They weren't afraid of being kind of obscure or making references or kind of leading you down a track to their influences. You know that that I thought was a different layer that they were operating on, but but no, I do agree. Like, and I have to say, when they at the I went to it was at the Knitting Factory here in Brooklyn, and when uh, Nina and Louise walked out on stage, and I loved it because they both like you know you see all like the the past photos of them and like their corsets and their leather and they're the rock and roll goddesses, and they walk out and they're in, like jeans and flannels and they're a couple of moms, <laughs> and it's great. And they walk out on stage and everybody started clapping. And just kept like we all just kept clapping. It was like a fifteen minute round of applause until both Nina and Louise were both crying on stage because it was just like, you know, we were all so psyched to see them, and they were all so happy to be there.
1: <laughs> like that makes me want to cry. That awesome. was beautiful,
0: yeah. and like Sydney is tearing up across. Oh,
1: I can't <laughs> help it. These times make me cry a lot. It was really, know.
0: it was really cool, and like
2: hearing how like. You know, their voices have changed and, you know, maybe they can't all hit the... Well, I mean, I'm not going to say... They they hit the notes great. They just had some some extra grit on there, which only makes it better. But, like, just seeing them just, like, still shred on stage and, like, enjoy it so much. Like, hands down, without a doubt, best show I've ever been to in my life.
1: That's a nice... It's it's a nice redemption and, like, Mm -hmm. reuniting story. Reunification, that sounds yeah, yeah. Like, but you know what I mean. Coming yeah. back together. It's it's a it's a that's a nice story. Well yeah.
2: and off their 'cause their their newer album has this one track that I really love. It's called It's Holy and uh which I think says a lot about how they view their relationship. It's like, you know, you just you can't get it. It's it's us, it's holy. Uh and it's just, you know, like they have this like like ten years gone, they beat us black and blonde, and the gloves are coming off and the boots are going back on, with nothing left to prove to all the young dudes, the needles in the groove. It's like Ah, uh, you're back
1: <laughs> that's really cool
0: yeah uh Wait, do you have a favorite song either off this album or, or in general
1: yeah if people want to like get into Baruch Assault, yeah
2: i mean if you want to get into it like there are the catchy songs that i think you'll you'll enjoy right off the bat uh that's like seether and uh and volcano girls are like their big hits yeah um i think david bowie is is poppy and and catchy and super fun um I, uh, hmm. I really, I personally think that, I don't know why, but I mean, my favorite songs are probably, I love Earth Crosser. Uh, Earth Crosser is the last song at Eight Arms to Hold You, and it's kind of weird. It starts uh-huh. very slow. It's about them on tour together. And mm-hmm. I think it's because there's a part that epitomizes like the ambivalence and the kind of like, or figuring stuff out as we go along, like thing that appealed to me as a teen, because there's like this beautiful crescendo, like there's it's quiet and there's a crescendo, and the lyrics just, it's uh, what is it? It's two a.m. and it's quiet again, and then they just both scream, "Where's my lip gloss?" <laughs> and it's <sounds>, like, <laughs> we don't care if you take us seriously. Yeah, we're girls. Like what of it? We're still rocking out on a guitar. So I, I love Earthcrosser, um, and Shutterbug. Shutterbug is great. It builds. It's beautiful. Like. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, those are those are a couple of my couple of my favorites. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, Thanks I think I too. think that's lovely and it's a lovely story to tell right now because I feel like I have gotten a lot of like messages and texts from people that I haven't talked to in a while, like mm-hmm. reaching out to be like, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about you." And like I've had that same impulse lately, you know, to like not even not people I've had like feuds with. I don't have right. a lot of feuds, really. <laughs> but Declared like by
0: your use of the word feuds, <laughs> well, it has not been used in. <laughs> I don't have a lot of feuds.
1: Contrary to my Appalachian roots, may make lead you to believe <laughs> I have no feuds. But I, I just people I haven't talked to in a while who are yeah. like, hey, how you doing? And and like it's, I don't know. It's a good time to um, reconnect with like. Old friends and like send little messages and things to say, "Hey, there's somebody out there thinking about you, yeah,
0: for yeah. sure and
2: yeah if you if you have a just, long standing feud with a former creative partner, you know just there you go this is the <laughs> this best is the
1: time, time to write your
0: comeback album, <laughs> yeah, There you,
1: go. you don't have to be together to no. do that,
0: yeah you have technology, no. you can you can skype. skype it in. <laughs>
1: A lot of wonderful art will come out of the social distancing, yeah.
2: You know we said that about the current administration, and I'm still waiting, but maybe this is it. Maybe this is the thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. you gotta have faith yeah. you gotta hope. Well, I someday.'re I'll be able to leave my house. Yeah, again. well, you
2: know, but I mean but while while we can't, at least we can all keep making fun content for everybody, try to put some more stuff out there, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, check into the McElroy family YouTube. I streamed, I baked the other night. We've got I some fun it.
1: ideas. We're not, yeah. we, we're, we're still, we're still so, forming wins, yes. but like, yeah, but, but keep tuned. We'll probably do everything through the McElroy family YouTube channel. Yeah. Anything video, I yeah. should say. Anything audio would just like, you it's know, our be here on our podcast right. feed, the same as everything else. So you yeah. know about it. But we've got some, we got some ideas cooking how to, how to fill these. Quarantined, so social distanced hours mm-hmm. um because we're trusting that you're doing the right thing yeah so staying home staying home staying safe washing your hands <laughs> vigorously with soap and water for 20 seconds yes
0: there are lots of i've seen lots of little broadway clips of songs that you can sing that are 20 yeah. seconds Mm-hmm. Oh, and here that I use instead of happy birthday.
2: <laughs> oh, and I, I, you know, I was thinking of the other day how important it is to like make myself at some point dress like a presentable human. Uh, so I know we've joked in the past about outfits of the day on uh, a couple of <laughs> episodes. Uh, if you want to, if you want to show off your outfit of the day on on Twitter or online, if you want to tweet at us, we will. Uh, you know, we'll just Ooh. show off each other's out- outfits, take, take a selfie in the mirror. It's so easy. Your oot Yeah, show me your oot to do We should do that.
0: You can tag us yeah, on Twitter,
1: at no. StillBuff.
0: I'll do it, too. That'll give me a reason to get out of my daytime pajamas. <laughs> hey, that's, that's a great <laughs> idea. I do think we
1: can hold ourselves, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't show pictures of
1: my kids on Twitter, which is too bad, because Charlie would love this idea
2: you could yeah you can put a little smiley yeah. face over her sweet baby face a lot of people do yeah. that get
1: the face out of there i could do what she's done to me which is dress me
2: oh you should let her yeah dress why don't you. she has why don't you do that <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i have i have several outfits that she's put together for me i'll let her dress me yeah. once i'll at least once yeah, yeah. um next, next week so thank you tay yes, thank, thank you for you, bringing tay. Baruch Assault to us it was i really I enjoyed was, it yeah, and it was nice to listen to it again. I was, gl- I was glad I went ahead and downloaded both Eight Arms to Hold You and American Thighs so mm-hmm. I could listen to them more often, put them in my rotation.
0: Yeah. I think that was something I never would have listened to if not well, for what? giving it to Thank me. you both for listening. Yeah. Hmm, um, I changed my mind throughout the course of this episode. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say Animal Crossing was going to be next oh. week. Mm-hmm. Because it has just been everything I've done. And everyone else, I think. And everyone else. But I think it's too soon. It's too soon. I I think it's not enough time for you all to fully understand Animal Crossing, fully grasp it, and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I have picked one of my uh, next options that I had that I want to do soon, which is the Taylor Swift documentary on Netflix called Miss America.
2: Oh, oh okay, no. all right. This is actually timely because I saw that that yes. new video that came out apparently uh, about yes, that the, the Kanye Taylor feud. <laughs>
1: the phone yeah. call i actually read oh, a transcript of it mm-hmm. i can't um, believe i can i've i
0: yeah <sighs> but tough time <laughs> basically there are things there are things that taylor swift has done that obviously are not great but this documentary focuses a lot on the pressures on like being a teenage girl trying to be like your own person in the entertainment industry and like Dealing with powerful men who take your music and you know tell you what to do and how to act and all that stuff. So,
1: all right. So,
0: what's it called again? Miss Americana. Miss Americana. Right. The Taylor. The, the Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift documentary.
1: Documentary. documentary. It's on net Netflix. Netflix. Yes. So, it's so, pretty
0: short. It's like an hour and a half. It's very wait, good.
1: I can't wait to tell Justin what we're watching this
0: weekend. <laughs> Charlie'll like it.
1: Char- yeah, she'll watch it with me. Yeah, she she likes T Swift.
0: So we'll be back at a at a more regular time next week with that.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Um, stay safe. Stay home. Uh, if you I, I really think I can't tell you how much it's meant to me. I got I got it started with like a Facebook message from somebody I just hadn't talked to in a while. And then it was like more came text and stuff. And then I started doing the same. And it's really nice to reach out to people and like check on them. If you have like elderly relatives or friends or neighbors or anybody in your community like to call them and check on them is a real. It's a really nice thing to do because they especially are are trying to stay home and like offer like, hey, do you need anything? If you are making a very quick and very f- hand washing filled run to the store or something because you need something, it's nice to check and see like, did you need anything? Let me save you a trip. Please don't leave. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, wash your hands. Stay home. We'll get through this. Well, yeah. Thank you to uh, both of you.
2: <laughs> and. Same, same to you. Thank you to both of you. <laughs> and
1: to both of you. <laughs> and to all of us. And to everyone. <laughs> and to all of you at home. You can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuff or org. Thank you to MaximumFun.org for hosting this wonderful podcast. this, this No, mm, that didn't sound. That was self-aggrandizing. For hosting lots of wonderful podcasts. This wonderful podcast. Wow. I'll be off hospital wow. service next week,
0: and I will have slept.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, A Change Your Mind.
0: This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. (laughs) And
2: I I am am too. Clearly all really are the
1: same. The the whole world is buffering right now. that's the problem <laughs> we're just buffering don't worry we will be done the world will be done buffering soon maybe not us but the world will
2: hey you've reached dr game show leave your message after the beep
0: dr game show is my favorite podcast and the only podcast my parents want me listen to because i'm 12 but even old people of this show Basically, you call in, play games, and have fun. If you win a game, a baby will send you a magnet in the mail. I have so many magnets and put them all over my locker and pretty much everyone at school is jealous because they are very cool custom magnets and it also means that I'm really good at winning games. And they even let me practice my record live on the air. (laughs)
1: Listening
2: to this show is like going to a real doctor, but pretty much kind of better. Doctor games are rough. Listen to Dr. Game Show on Maximum Fun. New episodes every other Wednesday. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
0: Listener supported.